Review cultist. I'm Mikey, the East End Revival. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have, for the last time, for the first time, wait, <laughs> uh, for Jeffuary, uh, we're, we're covering Jeff the Killer one by one. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're tying off Jeffuary with uh, a Jeff the Killer story, an actual Jeff the Killer story, and not like one of his, like, fans <laughs> or one of the oc killers or like one of his his or like his brother one not not an adjacent story <laughs> hooray <laughs> wait <laughs> i'm celebrating because it's the last one <laughs> ah that's explained yeah yeah um again don't forget uh don't forget to uh, uh send your uh gamer the killer fan art <laughs> to uh at gmail.com or to the gamer in yellow on Twitter, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I learned from watching. I learned. I learned it from watching you, gamer. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see how it is. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we're doing Jeff the Killer one by one. Uh, it is by. It was originally by Doctor Bleed, um, but the version we're reading is an edited version by Doro Seventy, um, and that's on fearfic.fandom.com/wiki. Uh, I believe the original one is on spinpasta.fandom.com.wiki. <laughs> yes, it is, because I just clicked on it. Yeah. Um, so you can check it out there. Um, as far as I know, there's not much differences. Like there's there's no like dramatic differences. It's, I think they just like they edited it like for like issues and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh before we dive too farther deeper into this story, uh, let's do our initial recommendations. I will actually recommend this one. I will also recommend this one. Wait, what? <laughs> That's interesting. I will partially recommend this one. I'm very okay. curious why Mikey likes this. <laughs> <laughs> I too am I'm surprised and curious. Well, let us all find out together, starting with the rundown. Uh, featuring Keith. <laughs> Um, so Keith Moore, uh, one of the bullies of Jeff Woods is in a mental institution recounting and presumably writing down the guilt and horror of how Jeff became Jeff the killer. You see, Jeff was the, was this quiet goth kid that latched on to Keith's group of friends, Troy, Randy, Lisa, and Katie. And despite being the butt of every joke and prank and the group generally not liking him, he stuck around and thought they were his friends. Jeff's home life was pretty shit. Uh, his mom was an alcoholic. His dad left them when Jeff was younger, hence why his mom's an alcoholic. And his brother, Lou, is in juvie. Eventually, Keith and his friends got really tired of Jeff and decided to scare him away for good. So while Lisa wasn't around, because Lisa was actually one of the few people in the group that actually cared about Jeff and hated that they tortured him the way they did. Um they took him they they took Jeff out to a cliff and threatened to push him off into a pit below. 
they were weren't actually going to do it. It was just a prank to try and scare him away from them, like and like have like just like to finally threaten him to to leave them alone and such. Uh, it all went horribly wrong when Jeff, finally feeling quite betrayed, pulled a knife out and Katie, in a panic, pushed Jeff off the cliff for real. Uh, worried that they were going to get caught and sent to and get in trouble and stuff. Obviously, they drove off, leaving Jeff's body in the pit. A search party went looking for him uh, as he was declared missing sometime later, but they never found him. Uh, a week later, Keith, feeling intensely guilty, went back to the pit and found Jeff's body broken and still in where it, where it had landed. Uh, but as he was taking some mementos off of Jeff's body, like um, uh, a a photo of his uh, of his family of Jeff's family and some other stuff Jeff came to turns out he had survived the fall but had been paralyzed this whole time and stuck down there for a week um in a panic Keith smothered Jeff till he truly died begging him to go to sleep years later and Keith starts seeing Jeff as he was that fateful day and that's when the troubles really started. First, Lisa was attacked and survived long enough to talk to detectives and media and give a description of Jeff before succumbing to her injuries in hospital. Uh, then Troy, Lisa's brother, was attacked while he was preparing to fight Jeff for when he came for him. Uh, there wasn't much left of Troy when Jeff was done. Next, Jeff went after Randy, who had become a recluse graveyard maintenance guy, and Jeff taunted him and stalked him for several days or some for for amount of time uh, until Randy finally lost it and dug up Jeff's mother, who had died years before, and desecrated her grave. Uh, Jeff beat him up, cut off his dick, and tossed him into his uh, into Jeff's mother's empty coffin before burying him alive. Uh, cops found the site a week later after uh, Randy was reported missing and they found Randy dead. Next was Katie, who had taken things pretty hard and was now quite paranoid, um, never leaving her home and such. Uh, she home alone her house, actually, with traps uh, when Jeff came calling. And there was a much more involved struggle and conflict but ultimately, Jeff got Katie, stabbing her in the heart. This all left Keith, who had been relaying these events to us, despite not being there at the scenes of the crimes. Uh, it turns out Jeff arrived at the mental institution, but no one believed Keith. And Jeff slipped in and drugged uh, Keith one night and caused him to slip into a, a, a paralysis uh, while he was sleeping. Then Jeff explained that Keith and his friends not only killed him back then, but also ruined his mother's life also, as she was going to get better, but when Jeff disappeared and was never found again, she couldn't take it and crashed her car into a tree. Uh, he went on to describe how, the kill, uh, how he killed all of Jeff's friends in detail, hence how Keith knows now about the details. Jeff then stabs Keith keith in the kneecaps so that he can't walk again and leaves him to worry and dread 
Jeff is still out there and Keith wonders and even hopes that he comes back to finish the job. And then he signs off by apologizing to the reader if Jeff ever crosses their paths and kills them or someone they love. Um, they made an undying monster of hate and violence from their own cruel acts of hate and violence. Finn. So that was the synopsis or the rundown for Jeff the Killer one by one. Um, and with it, I suppose we'll move on with everyone tolerates a grand inquisitions at this point. Um, I've got a few. Um, I've got a question. Uh, I know from Mikey that uh, yeah, the answer, but uh, Gamer, did you uh, do your notes up um, by like by chapter to chapter? Silence. I was muted. I'm here. <laughs> I was muted today. It's fine. <laughs> what I was saying was, what kind of insane person would go through and meticulously put chapter notes on all of it? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. We all did then. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, like I, I, I always forget to add, like to let you guys know about that. Mostly because, like, I, I send you guys these stories without reading them ahead of time. <laughs> like, I'm reading them around the same time you guys are reading them, so. I did it like a really simple way where like I'm numbering all my notes normally just in before the number. I'm also putting what chapter it's on. So I'm not doing like (laughs) chapter one has five notes, one, two, three, four, five, then chapter two, one, two, three, four, five. I'm not doing it like that. I'm just numbering my notes and referencing where the chapters are. Nice. So yes. And also no, but yes. Okay. Very nice. All right. Well, I'll start with my grammar acquisition. Um, I don't have anything for the introduction uh, section, but I do have it for the prologue. I'll start with this one here. He was one of those dorky gothic kids my friends and I liked to pick on. I think the term is actually just goth, though it does stem from gothic. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like, huh? the term goth, like goth kids, not gothic kids. Uh, I yeah. Am I being, am I it's being pedantic? Either way. Okay, I just I don't know. I just I, I might just be being pedantic, but I was like, I, I I always thought it was just goth kids, not like I don't I never thought you actually used the whole like term gothic, but it's one of those things where it means the same thing. So I mean, uh, I'm just in the nitpick nook here, <laughs> <laughs> just lounging on the couch. <laughs> driveway is an automobile but it's also a car i can yeah. call it an automobile and you might look at me funny but that's what it is okay fair i will look at you funny yeah <laughs> all right i'll move on to the next thing i have um his clothes were ragged and strained completely ruined by the rain and the dirt um i sh- think it should be his clothes were ragged and stained not ragged and strained yes well, that it, you get. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it, it really depends on like if he grew any because I mean he hasn't changed clothes at all. <laughs> it was a week though. He's been absorbing water. He soaks it up like a sponge. He had a he yeah. Had he's a, well, <laughs> he's bloated. <laughs> oh, I was saying, well, he was well. Yeah, it, during that week while he was paralyzed in the on, in that pit, he had a growth spurt suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> um all right (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah saying stained makes it make more sense so yeah we'll we'll give you that 
Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll move on to the next one here. I almost thought putting my hand on the thing would give me third degree burns before I could do some before I could take something else. Jeff's body started to move. I feel like there should be there should have been more emphasis on this. Um, like, so it's he's he's um he's referring to the knife. First yeah, no, he's talking about the, he's talking about the knife, and then like the next sentence, like right after, like he's talking about like how it felt like that knife would give him like third degree burns. Um, that's when Jeff's body starts moving. I feel like there should have been like something, uh, either like then suddenly before I could take something else, Jeff's body started to move or like move that sentence like down a space so that it's like a little bit more emphasized that like something about something is about to happen. But then there's no surprise if it's alluded to too much. I don't know. It just, it seemed like it, was, it, it didn't really like have the, uh, any kind of kick. It was just like, Oh, his body started to move. And it's like, I feel like that should have been a moment where like something like it, it was trying, like the story was trying to grab you with that. But okay, fair. Uh, but that's all I got for the prologue. Do you guys want to do your prologue stuff now, or do we want to just do this in order of person? <laughs> prologue stuff, um, I guess. So we're at least talking about the same thing. We're not going back and forth a whole bunch. Just yeah. Forever. Also, I guess also, uh, if you guys have anything for introduction, let me know because like we should actually add that uh, now as well. <laughs> well, I mean. My conjunction junction is broken up into each section, but okay, well, I'm just... pretty sure you want it all at once. Yeah, we yeah, we're gonna want that all at once. Okay, so we'll hold off on yours. Gamer. Okay. What do you got for the introduction and the prologue? I have one for the prologue. He had long hair, he dyed black. That never sorry. He had long hair, he dyed black, that he never took very good care of. He always wore dark clothing, his skin was really pale, blah, 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 blah. The way that this is worded, it kind of sounds like it's the hair dye part of his hair that he didn't take good care of, not the hair itself, which is, I, I assume, what it means. He doesn't take good care of his hair. But yeah. the last thing it talks about is the dye. Yeah, he just doesn't take care of that bottle of of the of hair dye. It's just like really like grody. Well, I was, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like he doesn't keep it topped up very often, so he mm. always has like half gray or half um black hair. Yeah, um, because like it grows out, the roots show. But yeah, flipping it around, it would kind of sound a little better. Where instead you would say he had long dyed black hair that he never took very good care of. Yeah, then the last noun is the hair. I'd almost add commas and break it up a bit. So I did put a comma in there. I put one. Two, well, that that whole sentence because if you add commas, it's still a long sentence. It's not that long. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of long. It's not. It's it, there's definitely been longer in our show. <laughs> yeah, there's been longer, but I mean, uh, subject-wise, like. If you have, he had long, comma, or he had long hair, comma, he dyed black, comma, that he never took good care of, period. And then he always wore black clothing and his skin was really pale. Like, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd almost then if that if you're gonna do that, then I'd almost even have that the and his whites his his skin was really pale like alongside his hair because that's like a part of his body, <laughs> like that's a descriptor for his body, and then have like he also wore dark clothing. Um, as the next sent as the next little like sentence, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna add a if you're gonna break that sentence up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both changes work either way. Yes, and that's all I got. Okay, on to chapter one. Um, I had nightmares every night about him. I heard and seen. I heard and seen things that weren't there, but never this vividly and never for this long. So I feel like it should um, say um, I had heard and seen things that weren't, that weren't there. I thought it should be saw. You know what? Honestly, like when I first, when I first read, like read it out, I was like, that, that scene sounds really bad, but I think, I think that I had heard like the adding of had might've fixed it. Um, I had heard and seen things I had heard and saw things. I I I heard and saw, yeah I heard and saw things actually works better too yeah, yeah. I would I would accept either like I had heard and seen things or I I heard and saw things um, as the uh, proper uh, as as a correction for that mm-hmm. yeah that's a good catch there uh, gamer <laughs> I did it yeah <laughs> um what I was referring to fishing How okay how does that catch uh like like two <laughs> nice i'll take it um but yeah uh i guess yeah gamer you're do you have anything for chapter one no you got it okay uh does anybody have anything for chapter two <laughs> uh no yes okay i don't have anything. That's, that's why i'm asking i don't have anything for chapter two. <laughs> oh, i got something for chapter two. Oh, <laughs> it's like I don't know if it's a note or not, but like <laughs> I'm here because the grammar was a problem. Yeah, they go for it. Yeah. Like there was a lack of description. Okay. To the point that shit happened. So this is in regards to like the scraping on the glass um <laughs> when he's like killing doing his first kill situation. Yeah. Uh so there's like scraping on the glass. Um and Lisa was hearing this at like four AM and all that. Yeah. When I first read this I wrongfully assumed a number of things. Mm-hmm. First, that Lisa left the party at 4 a.m. to walk home. Yes. Second, that the sound was moving from house to house behind her as Jeff followed her. These Same. are the things I wrongfully assumed. Yep. Um, this came to be because it says that she, quote-unquote, stayed too late, and then immediately doubles down with saying it was about 4 in the morning. And then it immediately goes to describe the outside, how it's super dark, even with the lights on, etc. Um, oh. like, I know. Yeah, let me finish. Yeah, I no, know, no, no. Yeah, I know yeah. nothing about the party that she's at, the people there, but I have a clear visual of outside. That's how I immediately assumed that she left the house. Yeah. When it, when it came to the glass, I of course assumed that the scraping sound was because he was following her. Because mm-hmm. she was walking home, because it's mm-hmm. 4 a.m. She stayed out too late. She said that yep. by her own accord. And her, quote-unquote, following the sound was her turning around to one of the houses that she recently passed. Nope. Um, but then it gets to bringing up that she found the sound at, quote-unquote, the dark, uh, a dark room at the house, 
like it's a house, uh, house that was referenced yeah. already. In mm-hmm. hindsight, it was the party house, but regardless, um, assuming that this made me okay, hang on. Assuming yeah. all of this yeah. made me need to question this so much when I reread it. Sorry. Assuming all of this made me need to question this so much that I had to reread all of this. And in doing yeah. so, I went, okay, maybe the sound wasn't following her. Maybe it was a single location that she tracked down. Um, but the house in question isn't described at all for some reason. Also, she just lets herself into this random house, into this dark room or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. once again, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I decided to go way the fuck back and restart this whole section. Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> but read it slower and actually like it had finally clicked she was still at the party the dark room is in the party house yes but why the hell is no one else doing anything about this loud ass sound like she isn't bumping past a couple of people who are peeking into the dark room it's like she's in this house alone having this party with her imaginary friends yeah like even if people are drunk or sleeping, the sound of glass scratching, which, and I quote, was echoing through the block, would wake or annoy anyone in that house. Yeah. There is so little life in this scene that it made me, I'm not done. There's so little I, I life know. in this scene that it made me assume <laughs> he was outside in the dead of night. That's the problem here. And yeah. it brings up in grammar because there's fundamental details that are missing here. And on writing this, I'm assuming... I w- okay, first off, me writing this, I'm assuming I'm the only one who ran into this problem. No. No? No. I had the exact... I put it in my actual thoughts, because, but there was a moment where it was in my grammar inquisition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I had the exact same problem because I was like, why is there a house suddenly in the middle of the street? <laughs> yes, I was really... <laughs> <very confused. laughs> yeah. Because um, anyway, I... Yeah, yeah. I assumed it was only me. I'm glad it's not only me, but regardless... Um, the fact that someone can accidentally have a completely backwards-ass view to what this scene's trying to describe shows how much that the grammar needs to be fixed here. That actual like writing needs to be flushed out a lot better because everything can be overlooked so easily. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. They. This scene like really just like it fell up some stairs really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like every single step. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, like, yeah. Cause like the way you're describing it, like I want that more than what I like the idea I had where it's just like, this should be describing her, like instead of going into a dark room, maybe going down like, uh, like uh, into the darkness between two houses or something like that, or uh, like well, to investigate the noise. But like, I like yours way better than my idea. So like, I'm keeping that. <laughs> What's my um, idea. I'm actually having it at the house. <laughs> like That's how it's, it's supposed to be. Yes, and now that you've pointed that out, it makes so much sense because, like, my idea, like, uh, when I read this part, was just like that. I was, I had the 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 party house was gone. Like, it was it was back there down the street. (laughs) It was it was like she's walking home down the street when she starts hearing the noises. Oh, I see. So it never clicked to you that it was actually in the house the whole time. Yeah, I I I thought it. I just thought it was very badly like like described that she was suddenly in a house. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yours makes so much more sense. And I think like that there should be some, I agree, there should be some um, uh, enhancements and some some elaboration on like the situation of the house. Like 
is it just like the person that hosted the house party that's that's still like a, that's a, asleep upstairs or like whatever or maybe she's been killed or something <laughs> yeah i don't know <clears throat> there's so many ways they could go and it doesn't take any of those ways no. um, but the the too long didn't listen option to my <laughs> note here is don't describe the outside at all because it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the scene all it does is add confusion yes. also add something to describe the inside of the house like people or like anything about the inside of the house. Cause literally the only thing I know about this house is that there's a dirty window in the dark room. Yeah. And that's it. Um, that's my longest grammar. <laughs> no, but you're, it's 100% valid. Cause it was yes. like, wow. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it makes that whole scene fall apart. Cause there's no description. Yeah. Mm. But yes, that's my chapter two. Okay. Uh, all right. Then uh, I'll move on to the next thing I have. Um, does anybody have anything for chapter three? Because I don't. I don't uh, have anything. No. I don't have any until five. Okay. I have one. I have some stuff for chapter four. So, um, but any plans Jeff might have got? <clears throat> but any plans Jeff might have had gone? Oh. Okay, there's two grammar. I'm just realizing there's two grammar inquisition or two grammar issues in this sentence. <laughs> I didn't catch the first one. <laughs> it's different but, when you read it aloud. Eh? Yeah. So, but any plans Jeff might have had gone right out the window the moment Randy defiled his mother's grave. Okay, actually, I think I think the problem is still like the original thing I had. So, but any plans Jeff might have had went right out the window instead of gone right out the window yeah because i I, that that was what was hurting me right there because it was like because i i like but any plans jeff might because because the might have is like the uh compound word of might and have so it was like so it should have been like but any plans jeff might have had gone and then comma had gone right out the window or keep it as is and replace the gone with went. Uh, yeah. Fix, the, so, yeah. The went makes more sense because um, you people laugh when you do head head. Yeah, or so. or have had like kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, yeah. and uh, actually, that is the only thing I had for chapter four. Uh, looking at my notes, so chapter five. Okay. Um, so, yeah, here, yeah, I, I have a few more in in chapter five. Apparently, that was what I was seeing here. Um, Jeff turned to find Katie had caught up with him, and with all her might, she smashed him with her bat as hard she could, causing the bat to break and Jeff to fall over. I think it should say she smashed him with her bat as as hard as she could. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As hard she could <laughs> is the the, mm-hmm. the wrong thing in there. <laughs> Can't get away from the caveman yep. speak. No, it's it never. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one I have here. Uh, Katie turned around and tried to run away, but Jeff managed to quickly catch her up. I think it should be catch up to her. What's is catch her up a term? <laughs> am I am I in the wrong on that? Like. Have you guys well, heard it? I haven't heard it. Yeah. I mean, it might be like a local dialect thing, but like to me, like I think it should be catch up to her rather than catch her up. 
Yeah, uh, without knowing local dialogues, I don't know. It seemed yeah. wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my last I one for like chapter five. five. Yeah. And then my last one for chapter five. She dropped her gun and ran to the window. She looked down at her yard and she saw Jeff's limp body lying there, twisted, mangled, and soaking in a pool of his own blood. It was clear Jeff was dead. It was finally over. She loosened her grip on the gun and let it fall to the ground. Uh, again? <laughs> yeah, it's a yo-yo gun. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, at first I was annoyed uh, that she dropped the gun and didn't keep it with her because why wouldn't you? Because that's like a classic like slasher victim like like issue <laughs> uh, is to drop the weapon that you just used on the on the on the slasher. But then I was confused <laughs> when the gun is back <laughs> in her hand and she drops it a second time. <laughs> yeah, she's that much of a, uh, a stereotypical uh, victim in a horror movie that she yeah. doesn't just drop the weapon once. She drops it twice. Yeah, exactly. But no, do you know what she actually does? Uh, I don't actually. What The first drop was her lowering the gun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is the correction that should be there. Yeah. Like she was aiming it. He's not there anymore. So she brings the gun down. It's still in her hand, but she's not aiming it anymore. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's the yeah, it's just, she lowered her gun. That the yeah, yeah. not don't drop that, the gun. <laughs> Dropping has a disconnotation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Thank you, gamer. <laughs> no problem. Um, but the, uh, so gamer, you have one for chapter five. Uh, yeah, the dropping of the gun. <laughs> okay, actually, yeah. I have a couple more. Okay. Um, does Mikey have any, or are we just no? He 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 said he said uh, uh, he's doing a, a whole like conjunction okay. junction, right? Okay. Well. <laughs> I technically have one for chapter five, but it's also combined into my actual thoughts because it becomes critically silly. Oh, I think so. I know. I also think I know which one that is because I think that's also my actual thoughts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of, otherwise there's two <laughs> critically silly. Like, what? We'll see if it's one of mine as well. Either way. Mm -hmm. um. So yes, she. My first one here. She kept a baseball with a cluster of nails sticking out of it. Right <laughs> <under> her <bed. laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that the correctly silly thing that you have? Yeah, on? yeah, that's the correctly yeah. silly one. You want to talk about it later? <laughs> no, no, let's do it now. Fuck it, we're here. Yeah, it's baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's baseball? <laughs> yeah, I. Well, <laughs> I just love the idea. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, obviously it's supposed to be bat, but I just love the idea of Katie just holding a baseball stuck with a bunch of nails. <laughs> Makes this way more of a parody. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a bad thing for the story, though. <laughs> she's a professional or a semi-professional pitcher. I, I guess maybe, but like, so like really it, it it definitely feels like it's a scene that would exist in like a scary movie, like parody. <laughs> Yeah, like like instead of like grabbing a, bat, a baseball bat by your by your bed, you grab a baseball full of nails and just like ready to like whip it, like just like oh motherfucker, I'm junior leagues, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was also the same one. <laughs> yeah, it just needs to specify it's a baseball bat. Yes. <laughs> but the baseball is pretty funny. Yep. Indeed. Hmm. And then what else do I have? This one. 
this is in regards to um, her dying. Mm-hmm. Her death was quick and relatively painless. Now, a couple of lines later, it says, it wasn't an easy death. It wasn't quick, and it certainly wasn't painless. So which is it? <laughs> God damn it. Seriously. I, I know, I'm not I know, joking. Yeah. Which yeah. is it? Was her death quick and relatively painless, or was it not a quick and relatively painless death? Because it says both. It it should technically be painless, okay. or like quick and painless, or... It's so, meant to be quick yeah. and painless because he is fed up with messing yeah. around with trying to um, bring her actual pain, so he just wants to end her quickly because she's actually annoying. Competent. Okay. <laughs> His second yeah. line yeah. shouldn't be here. Yes. Okay, so it's... Her death was relatively quick and painless, but it wasn't an easy kill. <laughs> oh, I see. It's, it, it was like... How I said last episode with like Nina the killer, and it's like she she fantasized about like the 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 kills being like all this like the way she did like flavored it and some of that, but like in reality those kills were probably like really sloppy and like like she's out of breath after yeah. that kind of thing. It's like that kind of yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. So it wasn't easy for Jeff to kill because it wasn't a quick kill, and it certainly wasn't painless for Jeff. Yeah, oh, that's so fucking annoying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. If that was changed to it wasn't an easy kill, it wasn't quick, and it wasn't painless for him. Yeah, instead that of like that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, thank right. you for that. That's a much better correction than just removing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's it. Okay, uh, and that was chapter five, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you guys have anything for chapter six? No, I don't Come have on. any more in general. I have one more for epilogue. I got five of them so far. I have one. <laughs> that was the quote. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so um, I, I feel it should be, I've got five of them so far. What's the actual quote? I was too busy making fun of I got five of them so far. I actually got to pull up the actual story and epilogue to find out where that is <laughs> make sure i Does have the really right have to be I've... i i feel like maybe it should um i'm just gonna double check or i i have gotten five of them so because yeah, you'd be saying i have got five of them or like yeah then it would be i've got because com- i've is the compound of i have but i'm saying gotten oh gotten i've gotten yeah i don't know um he was like i'm gonna actually find it personally but that's fine. Okay, fair. But they both work. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> part, <laughs> I'm like partially getting up from the nitpick nook. Is like, huh? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is <this too nitpicky? laughs> uh, actually, I just want to double check. So, oh, where the hell was that in the story? Like, I know it was an epilogue, but like, it's the second paragraph of the epilogue. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, uh, I know that the, he continues to kill people because sometimes I get letters explaining. Oh, okay. So it's in regards to like the letters that he's received. Yeah. Um, I got five of them so far. One time I got a note with the lyrics from Don't Fear the Reaper. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't know. From, yeah. For, so my, my, I still stand by like it should be like, I've gotten five of them so far. Yeah. So yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I'd, I've gotten. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we got there. <laughs> it took a second. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, that's the end of my grammar inquisition. And also mine. Gamer doesn't have anything for uh, for epilogue. So, Mikey, um, I guess we're doing a conjunction junction. Mm-hmm. All right. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. Introduction. But nobody calls him that anymore. Prologue. Sir Jeff started tagging along with us, and we absolutely hated it. Because of that, we never treated Jeff right. But we were selfish, thoughtless teenagers. So we wanted him gone. It didn't matter what we said, we could have told him we were going to eat dirt and he'd tag along. It all started to fall apart when he managed to get one of his arms loose. It was an accident. She never meant to hurt him. But he stumbled back. He couldn't regain his footing. And he... fell down. It was more like cosmic irony. It was about a week later, and I was having nightmares about the incident. It was the only picture of them all together, with his older brother as a toddler, Jeff as an infant, his mother healthy, and his father still present. It was the only time we didn't try to mess with him, because he'd be quiet and out of our way whenever we he pulled that thing out. But... I didn't want to even touch it. It couldn't have been the wind or an animal moving him around or anything else. It looked like organic movement, like it was coming right from Jeff. It was easy to tell he suffered. Chapter 1 It'd been three years since that day. It was nice to live so close to work that I didn't even need to buy a car. It was marked by human tragedy. It was far away and out of focus, but I could never mistake the sight of Jeff's corpse. It looked like he was standing there in the window, looking right at me. It wouldn't have fooled anyone, though. It certainly wouldn't be the first time. It was stupid to go back there to try and look for him. It was stupid to hop over the fence and into the backyard. And it was really stupid to poke my head in and look around. It was a deep, raspy voice. It practically growled at me. Because of this, I had the misfortune of seeing Jeff one more time. Chapter 2 But she was the first one he hurt. It was about four in the morning, and the whole neighborhood was dark. It would stop completely and start up again, even changing directions a few times. It doesn't work that way in real life. But it didn't matter. Chapter 3 
It ran nonstop on every single news station. It was a glaring headline in every newspaper. It was the frightened words on everyone's lips. It was three weeks after Lisa's death. It became obvious that Jeff wasn't there. Chapter 4 It's not like we were any better than he was. But Jeff was real. There was no denying it. But even with all the horrible things Jeff has done, I still don't think what Randy did next was right. So Randy decided to do something he thought would really piss him off. It was past midnight, and the graveyard was shrouded in an ugly fog so thick you could cut it with a knife. It'd been years, but you never forget your own mother's face. But any plans Jeff might have had gone right out the window the moment Randy defiled his mother's grave. It didn't stop Randy from running his mouth, even when Jeff was holding his knife to Randy's throat. It was the last time he'd ever look human. But he still had the strength to scream at the top of his lungs. Chapter 5 But even before the killings, the instant had already broken Katie. So when she saw Jeff standing outside her window one night... It only made her already awful situation a thousand times worse. So when he heard, uh, so when she heard a loud banging noise coming from her basement in the middle of the night, she was already awake and prepared. It was hard for her to lift the thing because it was so heavy she couldn't swing it all that hard, but it could still tear someone apart. But Katie wasn't daunted. But Katie was a bit more clever than Jeff had anticipated. As he lunged at her, she jumped out of the way, sending Jeff rocketing face first down the stairs and falling clumsily. It was the first time since he began tormenting us that he felt genuinely unnerved. But it didn't slow her down. She was able to flee upstairs like a bat out of hell. It'd been shattered, presumably with a desk chair or some other large object. It was clear that she was long gone. It was clear. It was finally over. But when she exited out the front door and looked to her yard, her heart sank when she realized he was gone. It wasn't an easy death. It wasn't quick, and it certainly wasn't painless. But in fighting to defend herself, Katie's fate was the least gruesome. 
It lasted about four minutes with her reeling in pain and screaming as she fell to the ground and Jeff stabbed her a few more times, but it was over once her eyes rolled back in her head. Chapter 6 So why should they have believed me when I started talking about him? But at the time, the police were still sorting the real murders from the copycat. But the pills weren't antipsychotics. It's like recalling a vision of hell. But nothing could come out, no matter how hard I struggled. Because of you. It's not a miracle potion you'll suffer and it'll just take a lot longer for the pain to subside. So I'm gonna take my time and make your life a living hell. But don't worry, I won't let that happen. Epilogue. It's been a few years, er, uh, it's been a few weeks since Jeff's visit. It's only a matter of time before the paranoia and guilt destroy my mind, leaving me hopelessly broken. But he'd never be truly alive again. Finn. Wow. So, <clears throat> I don't know about you, gamer, but I gathered three things from that entire thing <laughs> that were like that made me chuckle. <laughs> First off was uh, the fact that introduction is apparently Jeff's nickname that's not used very often anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see why he doesn't use it too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the next one was in chapter one. Uh, no, um, yeah, it was in chapter one uh, when uh, we're talking about like when when you mentioned that like Keith's job or like the route to his job is um, like it's just a. Uh, uh, absorbed by like misery and like and so much death and misery has happened there <laughs> it's like jesus really work there? at a walmart <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or no he works at a copy shop so it's like wow that's a that's a really shitty co- oh, it was that copy shop like built over like a graveyard or something <laughs> <laughs> um and then the final one that i had like uh as i was listening was in chapter six when you uh when it was about the they weren't uh anti-psychotics uh the, the drugs weren't anti-psychotics and it was it was like glimpsing into uh, into hell. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> no matter how hard I tried, I uh, how uh, I know how hard I struggled, I couldn't let anything out. It's like oh man, so it was like some kind of like really bad like type of laxative or something, or like it's like it's not it. Sorry, sorry, you were, sorry. If you couldn't t- let it out, that's not a laxative. Yeah, no, it's a, instead of antipsychotics, it was anti laxatives. It was, it was, it was, um, uh, I just don't know it. I know, I know, I know that constipation is the, is the, is the term for like when you can't go to the washroom, but I don't know if there's an actual like drug that like does that. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's what I got from the whole, from that run, uh, from the, uh, conjunction junction. <laughs> wow there's a lot of them yes because yeah. for those unaware <laughs> Mikey grabs sentences throughout the story and they start with words that they probably shouldn't like it's ends or buts because there's always better words to use and indeed the, the best way to 
show them off is to run them all off in a long sentence that sometimes has hilarious results. Yes. Like I actually had to like grab my phone and start typing some of them up. Like, so yeah. I didn't forget, so I didn't forget I them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Mikey. Um, <laughs> so uh, I suppose with that out of the way, we'll move on to final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of weird. Cause like usually gamers, the one that goes up next, but like, we we had Mikey go last, so. <laughs> um, so for for actual thoughts, I don't have anything for introduction aside from the image that we get at the top of the of the of the page, mm-hmm. um, which the art is by uh, Mitch Puyi on or Puyi on, uh, and and you actually check their art their their profile out on DeviantArt.com. Um, but I really like this art, honestly. <laughs> like it's kind of got like a comic book style like cover art look to it and it jeff looks mm-hmm. fucking awesome in it <laughs> and i hate that i'm saying that no it looks like it looks like how jeff is supposed to look like it, it looks at, like how he's supposed to be like as a sinister character his face isn't human though like at all it is yeah it's it's more corpse-like in this one in this version i don't know it's like all messed up more so than just like from him carving the glasgow smile in him yeah, but again, like it, it fits more to like when you see that first that that weird Photoshop, like the original Photoshop job of like Jeff the Killer, like that barely looks human because of all the photoshopping that was done. Um, yeah, I guess you're fair. Yeah, yes, yeah. and fair. and this also makes him look more like a cadaverous like revenant, which is what he is in the story more than uh just like a, a teen serial killer. <laughs> yeah, although so. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, okay, the art's well drawn, but it is kind of giving me a Tommy Wiseau vibe. <laughs> I mean, we've never seen Tommy Wiseau and Jeff the Killer in the same space, in the same place. True. Yeah. <laughs> I would not put it past I you I would not put it past that Tommy Wiseau is actually Jeff the Killer. And now I kinda want to, uh, it's like <laughs> go to sleep, huh? <laughs> I mean he has the uh um he already has the motive to become a killer. With yeah. things that happened in the room. Yeah, exactly. Tear me apart, Lisa. Oh, isn't there a character called Lisa in this story? There is. <laughs> you tear me apart. You tore him apart. Or like she tore him apart and then he tore her apart. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like, yeah. It, and then there is also the uh, Greg Sestero um, film that he, he made with Tommy after the room called best fiends where tommy was so plays a serial killer <laughs> or yep. like a or like a coroner who's like or some i think he's like a grave robber or something like that um and and greg sister is just on uh, like just kind of gets picked up uh like needing a ride and then just kind of ends up getting into the business with him <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah no so yeah no I, I, you're not wrong i love it <laughs> tommy was so is in fact jeff the killer <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse. <laughs> I mean, it's Jeff the Killer, like. But it's Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, who's already who's also just kind of a joke. So. But he's the best kind. Yes, but you I mean, can't hate anything he does. I mean. <laughs> don't you dare! <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Good. But yeah, so anyway, also I want to just shout out to, uh, or I don't know if they got permission to use Mitch Poy's uh, art. But like, yeah, her pro or their profile is like full of like a bunch of like slender vlog and Jeff the Killer and creepypasta art. Nice. Um, it's pretty cool. So, 
so anyways, um, on to the prologue, uh, unless one of you guys has anything for the introduction. I should take that silence as a no. Probably. It's probably safe. <laughs> Mikey, are you muted? <laughs> or do you know that you're muted or? Yeah, I got nothing for the prologue. Okay. Or Gotcha. Uh, okay, so I will move on to the prologue. Um, he was into various urban legends, black magic, and cheesy 70s music. I think that last thing was just a way to connect with his absent father, but I'll never know. His f- favorite song was Don't Fear the Reaper, a fact he would remind us of constantly, which was pretty annoying. How dare this story attribute Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult with Jeff the Killer? That song is a treasure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> At least it's uh, with a, a story that's not horrible. <laughs> that, that's true. and It's not yeah. one of the real bad ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I like how being in this mental institution has made Keith a senior high school student, or at least four. I guess it's a former high school student because of uh, it's been a couple of years since this since those events. Uh, it's yep. made him very introspective. Because <laughs> um, like that throughout the whole story, like he talked, like he kind of like you definitely get that sense that Keith is like re- completely regrets his the the stupidity and actions of his youth. I mean, when you look around, you just see the padded walls. It's like, I think I could have avoided <laughs> I this. I made some poor choices in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get this part here. Uh, he had enough common sense with us that he could fit in all right. We all liked the same movies. We had similar tastes in music. And we even had a lot of similar hobbies. Wait, you you just said earlier that his taste in cheesy 70s music was silly and it made him a dork. (laughs) Yet, you guys had the similar taste in music. (laughs) Yeah, he's also a dork. (laughs) Yeah, I guess also like he he would never he wouldn't stop talking about like his favorite his favorite music and stuff. So maybe that's what kind of like Mm -hmm. made him like what annoyed them about it. Not that like they had the same like music. Yeah, like, like you can like the song Black and Yellow as much as you want, but if I told you every single day how much I loved it, you would hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. true. Um, I will move on to the next thing I have here. It didn't matter what we said. We could have told him we were going to eat dirt and he'd tag along. He was like a dog in a way. He was very excited to be with us, always very loyal and even pretty obedient. He'd eat bugs if we told him to. I really do regret how we treated him, even after what he turned into and all the horrible things he'd he'd done. It's almost like if you beat up a dog or if you beat a dog down uh, long enough, no matter how loyal they are or they or or how obedient they have been they will eventually lash out maybe you shouldn't fucking treat people like this <laughs> or dogs <laughs> um honestly as sad and tragic as this telling of a uh, uh, telling of a tale is for for Jeff the killer it's a pretty interesting take for the Jeff bully relationship that we get in the Jeff the killer origin stories like 
I don't think we we've we've had one where like he does kind of become friends with the bullies or he becomes friends with one of the bullies and then it turns out to be like uh, a, a ruse yeah um but this one is like also just really it, it's sort of uh, like personally it's kind of relatable but also kind of tragic because <laughs> like it didn't happen this way for me uh growing up but like i remember like gra- getting into a, a group uh, with a group of uh, hanging out with a group of friends who like initially i they were annoyed by me and then eventually they warmed up to me <laughs> so um you didn't have to eat dirt though no there you or go. and you, and you guys never like uh threatened to push me off a cliff hey i thought you were gonna get we did kind of talk about that really uh, that friendship like last time so. i know yeah but yeah it's fine you guys weren't like the, like these guys no um so moving on to the next thing um i'll never know how it happened but no one ever found jeff's body he was declared missing and the authorities searched for him but the investigation ended with no evidence i guess they didn't check about or they didn't think about checking the pit i'd say we all got lucky but after the events that transpired years later Calling it luck is a gigantic misnomer. Um, I, and so reading this story, like reading this bit, I was like, I'm kind of getting some, uh, I know what you did last summer kind of vibes in a way. Like that's kind of what the story is. It's sort of like how, like sort of the same tropes as that kind of like karmic slasher film or slasher story t- uh, telling kind of like was thrown. It was tossed into this, this Jeff, the killer story, like the bullies, created a revenant basically by from the from one of their victims then that victim turned into a monster that karmically goes after them and kills them it's also jason it's jason yeah you're right it's jason hell it's i spit on your grave even like um the woman in that like who's left for dead after being raped and and uh left uh, yeah left for dead and such um she comes back and basically just like goes after all of her uh, her abusers um so yeah it's 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 using that kind of like karmic horror uh for the jeff the killer thing rather than than simply like making the character it, and we're we're seeing it from from the victim from, from the uh, from the bully's point of view rather than from uh jeff's point of view so like jeff doesn't we we're not in jeff's head in this one we're in uh we're in uh the victim who's who is also the bu- the old bully every time we see it from jeff's perspective it paints the bullies to be monsters and it they may not be that bad yeah kind of like how um the knee of the killer story was where like things weren't as bad as she was actually seeing it yeah yeah we're seeing it from a new set of eyes basically like we're mm-hmm. in this in this case and i like that um and then the next thing i have here um he liked to draw knives skulls scribble little musings write down song lyrics he liked and he even doodled Slenderman a few times. So at this point in this story, as I'm reading it, I'm like, I don't know how Jeff gets reanimated. And really, we never kind of find out how he exactly got reanimated. He's just a ghost, like a he, he's a ghost born of hatred um, because of what the, the, the kids did. So I guess that could be like a, a, the catalyst for how for why he reanimated. But with the you, I mean, they mentioned Slenderman. So I'm going to speculate that wouldn't it be cool if that's how this version of Slenderman was resurrected was like Slenderman. Um, he was, 
Jeff the Killer, not this version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff was resurrected by the Slenderman. Is what I'm trying to yeah, get at here. Slenderman, because um, like he was drawing. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Slenderman was a friender-man <laughs> to Jeff the Killer. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because, like, I think a few years ago we read a story where Jeff was was fighting against Slenderman, but yep. um, because, like, yeah, he he was drawing Slenderman in his in his sketchbook, and then the bullies left him for dead in what sounds like the outskirts of town near a forest, which is clearly Slenderman's territory. <laughs> so, um, and then we get this bit of information, which all which had another level of like, um to uh, like how he got resurrected for me. Um, I couldn't bring myself to take his knife. Looking back, it was the only thing I should have taken, but I didn't want to even touch it. Something about this, uh, something about that thing seemed evil. Like it was burning with it. Like it was burning with it. I almost thought putting my hand on it, on the thing would give me third degree burns. I kind of also like the idea that maybe as part of whatever power brought him back, uh, if if Keith had only taken that knife away, it would have changed Jeff's purpose or actions later. Like if as he as when he came back, like because he took the photo of, of, of Jeff's family before it was broken and his sketchbook, which he loved. He took all the positive items and like articles off of, or like all the positive, like generating uh, like mementos off of Jeff mm-hmm. and left this evil, violent thing, the, the knife. And so that's why Jeff actually became a revenant. Um, that being said, he gets all yeah. those items back at the end and he's still killing people. That's true. Yeah. Um, but he is also like when he does get those items later, he's also he there there are there are moments of pause when he re when he looks at his at the image of his of his of his family and sees that he's uh so at that point it's too late. But if he if the if if Keith had taken the knife, maybe he wouldn't have been such a vengeful spirit. Yeah, because his like resurrection programming whatever would have been set up differently. Yeah, because it doesn't have it wouldn't have had a source of negativity um to it. Um, also the knife kind of like screams that like, maybe the knife is what, what brought him back. Like maybe he, cause he had a collection of knives. So maybe like he bought one off eBay that was actually cursed <laughs> and he, he was also into black magic. So maybe yeah. like even further onto that kind of stuff. So maybe like, yeah, that's how he was resurrected was the knife was actually a, uh, a, um, some kind of ritualistic dagger that once he died, he would, he would come back as a revenant because of it. Um, and it sort of gave me some ideas uh, for some some game fodder that I might use in some uh, some games down the road of like somebody getting killed and like being resurrected by a knife they had on their person kind of thing. Uh, that being said, if you're using that in a D and D campaign, you better make sure that the players don't loot the body. Yeah, they will take everything. <laughs> yeah, they will take everything. Yeah. Well, I'll also make it that like the knife like has already done its magic to the body. So like even if you oh, grab right. it, like you're still fucked. And now you also have that curse. So if you die, you're going to become an evil revenant and like, an NPC. Nice. <laughs> It'll hunt down the characters. Yeah, basically it's it's a self it's a self uh, it's a it's a it's a um, it's a knife that just creates um, like killer revenants out of out of uh, the people out of the people that use it once they once they're killed. It's a self-perpetuating slasher knife. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Well, the the thing that I don't like is that it. He mentions that uh, putting his hand on it would 
potentially give him third degree burns. Yeah. Yet his Jeff's knife, as far as we know, doesn't burn anything when it touches people. Well, he just stabs them with it. Literally. Yeah, it was more metaphorically, I think, or like a like a feeling than an uh, actual. Image. It was yeah. I think it was more like a. So, it's so evil. Like I, I didn't want to touch it. Like it's like um, I didn't want to look at this bad thing. It was like staring at the sun. Like it's gonna hurt looking at it, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So it I, gives I, him emotional damage. Yes. <laughs> it gives, yeah. yeah. It gives you psychic damage <laughs> if you touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love that fucking uh I love those TikTok those videos. Uh All right, I'll, I'll I'll move on to the last one I have here for uh chapter for fuck the prologue. <laughs> yeah. Uh I covered Jeff's mouth with my hand and pinched his nose closed tight. He struggled but clearly didn't have the energy to fight. The breath slowly faded he stopped breathing entirely and he began to close his eyes i implored him to stop struggling to just let it all end i begged him with tears in my eyes please just go to sleep i really like how this story explains jeff's signature line (laughs) it's a shame that he doesn't use it more often in the story or yeah, at all in the story but i like how like this would be like this is the inception of of why he starts using that mon- that 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 uh line yeah he might but be he... using this in all the other non-bully kills for all we know yeah so yeah i'm i, I really liked that uh like that keith is the reason why oh. i keep, keep saying that is the reason why this new version of jeff has that line uh and it actually explains it okay Yes, Mikey. <laughs> but what if, and I'm just having this realization, what if Keith is Jeff the Killer? What? Because he, he uses the signature line, just go to sleep. And then how else is he getting all this information about all the... Well, it, it, uh, Hey, hey, hang on. I, I, yeah. Yes, it does explain at the end. But, but I understand what you're also in a psychological institution. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that he, he was Jeff the Killer the whole time. <laughs> it's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Or, like, yeah. Like maybe from the, gr- the guilt and grief he had with, for Jeff, either psychologically he created an ide- a, a murderous identity based off Jeff or the spirit of Jeff. Um, transferred into his body, <laughs> and is like, pos- like, yeah, it's it's Keith the killer. <laughs> it's killer Keith. Yeah. I actually had that similar, like, because uh, for for Katie, where it's like Katie or killer the or killer Kate, yeah, killer Katie or Katie the killer. But yeah. No, I, I kind of like that idea. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um. And and I do have something I should honestly. I'll say what? that it's cooler than what we got. <laughs> I'll say I, that. I mean, I like the revenant <laughs> stuff, but yeah, like that would definitely be an interesting uh, take. Especially, I I don't want it to be like they just psychologically like turned into the monster. I want it to be like that. Like the spirit of Jeff has like possessed Keith, and like that's why he like all that killing and some of that. Hmm. But 
Um, that's all I've got for the prologue. Do you guys have anything for the prologue? Uh, nope. Probably. Okay. Uh, Would you like to share with the class? No. <laughs> <You're> all day. <laughs> uh, this this part's really quick. I remember Troy once told him to drink a whole thing of bleach. I saw that as like a nice callback to the OG story. Yeah. The, the bleach situation. And then yeah. uh, in regards to Keith's writing, for him being institutionalized and from being afraid of Jeff, and that Jeff is coming to kill him. His writing is like pretty calm and clean. And like the writing is way too rational and chill. I feel like I mean, there's no paranoia in it at all. Just like, Oh, I shouldn't have done this anyways. So this happened. I mean, sometimes that is the case with, uh, with patients at a psychiatric home. Like they, 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 they only have like fits and, and stuff like that. Uh, that are, or like, sometimes it's not as noticeable as like others. Yes. Um, I kind of saw that. I kind of saw that with like, his the way he's acting in the place he's becoming a lot more um like um self-reflective and like introspective about the situation and such mm. like that could have been like part of his um like part of his damage his emotional damage yeah <laughs> okay uh then we move on to when uh jeff was down on the at the bottom of the pit and keith goes down there to lose his corpse <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so Jeff died. And he was left alone at the bottom of the pit for a week, and it's said that um, it it rained on him at least once over that week and all that. Yeah. And I, I know the MP3 player that he had on him wasn't necessarily <laughs> external. It was probably in a pocket or something. But being soaked by and a dirty yeah. rainfall, I feel like it would wreck it. Uh-huh. He wouldn't be able to just pick it up and turn it on. I okay. yeah yeah. Plus the battery might have died over that week. Uh, okay, yeah. So he wouldn't be able to. Well, he might be able to pick it up and turn it on, but that's when it's gonna stop working. Yeah. Um, it because yeah, I'll slow down. If he took it, didn't turn it on, and let it dry, then it has a higher chance of working. <laughs> well, did it also like as soon as he picked it up, like he could hear like "Don't Fear the Reaper" playing, or was like. Because no. as soon as he turned it on, he turned it, it on to to see what the last played song was, and it was "Don't Fear the Reaper." Ah, okay, yeah. But he did that like outside there. He didn't dry it off. Yeah, no. It didn't even mention that it was wet, and he like wiped it off. He just picked it up and just it's fine. Yeah, like Jeff's. <laughs> I actually yeah. just watched a movie recently where like um, a woman like is is uh, the the she's dealing with with something that has to do with water and such. And um, her her purse is down on the on the ground, and it gets soaked by uh, by the water. And then she's rushing back to her car and like trying to call her kids to warn them about the monster or something like that. Um, it, she looks at her phone, and, and like the the bottom of her purse is soaked, like, and her phone is also soaked, and so it doesn't work. So yeah, like, I one hundred percent agree that if if Jeff was down there in a pit, and his like based on his clothing and stuff, it was like stained from water and dirt, like pretty safe bet that like anything that was in that those clothes is also soaked <laughs> granted mm. there are some devices that are water resistant or waterproof mm. okay yeah but the odds that he had a waterproof mp3 i kind of slim to nil i actually think my first mp3 player was one of those waterproof ones i think <laughs> i i i think 
I, I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, I'm like thinking, like it just, it just had me thinking back on like, on that, like you, you had me thinking back on. It. I was like, I think actually my first one was waterproof. <laughs> but well, then yeah. if that's the case, it should say in the story. Yeah, like anyways, I yeah. picked up his MP3 player. It said it was waterproof, so I turned it on, and lo and behold, it still worked. Yeah. It should have said that because not all MP3 players are are made equally. Yes, but that's it for the prologue. Okay, on to chapter one. Um, <laughs> How far are we in this? Uh, <laughs> right <laughs> to be fair, I only have like a couple per chapter, and like one yeah. of them, I don't even have. Uh, I don't even have a note for for one or two of them. So, um, so chapter one. Uh, it was far away and out of focus but I could never mistake the sight of Jeff's corpse. It looked like he was standing there in the window, looking right at me again, my better judgment. I against my better judgment. I approached the old house and looked inside. I could have sworn. I saw him. He was standing all the way in the back of the house, but I could recognize him clear as day. I feel like this needs to say, that Jeff moved away from the window as Keith approached moving deeper into the house, because my first impression here was that he saw Jeff through the window on the other side of the house (laughs) from the window, which uh, I am assuming it was an unlit interior and that it's daytime when as as, outside as Keith is walking around. So, uh, and I, I just went, no, that's that's very unlikely given window yeah. reflection and lighting and such. <laughs> like you're not yeah. seeing somebody through a window, like unless they're right at the window, which it does say. But then he gets over to it, and there's no transition of of Jeff being on the other side of the the room, basically. So yeah, yeah, and it goes from being far away and out of focus, and then recognizing him clear as day. Yeah. Like that, it's especially it's one when of those, yeah. <laughs> it does also say I don't know how, but I can yeah. recognize the features as clear as day. Yeah, and like, this sort of is like one of the first like hints that like Jeff is some kind of supernatural presence. So it could be like I don't know how, maybe magic, <laughs> or maybe <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff finally started uh, finally, finally keeping his hair uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, like I Yeah, the the un, I I also always just glance over like the um uh it wasn't in focus, but I somehow was able to see it clear as day like trope because that's a trope in creep pasta so ba- like that's so common. <laughs> that, everything, like even horror yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah, cuz it's like, like as soon as you yeah. get like super scared like everything is hyper focused your eyeballs zoom in well yeah cuz and actually that is something that does kind of happen when you when you have that that reaction because the adrenaline kicks in you become more alert of your surroundings or you tunnel yeah, vision everything goes into like bullet time mode so like <laughs> yeah. you can see it for longer than you normally would yeah yeah um but yeah it, it is still a silly trope in horror yes, yes. <laughs> um and yeah i think this just needs that like there's just a just to have a little like a single like little description of jeff moving away from the window as he approached that's all that needs to be here mm-hmm. um and the next thing i have um i made it all the way to the far corner of the next block over before i stopped to catch my breath 
Jeff was nowhere to be seen, but I knew he hadn't left. I couldn't see him, but I could feel his eyes on me like they were burning holes in my skin. And to this, I was just like, so Jeff is a ghostly revenant. Cool. No, no, really. That's actually a kind of a cool idea. I like it. <laughs> uh, I was here for it. <laughs> is is that Jeff is actually an un? We're actually getting a Jeff that isn't uh, that is blatantly an undead revenant. <laughs> um. And the next thing I have is maintaining perfect eye contact with me as if he was staring right into my soul and snatching up all the intimate little details of my life that I didn't want anyone else to see as the bus. Sorry, go as the, as the bus slowly pulled away, (laughs) as the bus slowly pulled away, he made an obscene gesture at me and slowly walked away. So two things actually just came up to mind is like, uh, there's like a, a, it's like a sort of a TikTok video. It's like, uh, like, um, a healthy dose of, of prolonged eye contact, prolonged eye contact, prolonged eye contact, prolonged eye contact. <laughs> so that's the first thing that came with that, with uh, maintaining perfect eye contact with me uh, as he uh, as he was staring right into my soul and such. And then the part at the end with like, <laughs> as the bus is pulling away and he sees that Jeff just gives him an obscene gesture and then walks away slowly. It reminded me uh, of um, Ninja Brian just flipping the bird in from from Ninja Sex Party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like staring angrily at the per- at the camera and just flipping the bird. <laughs> well, exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, but you were gonna say something, gamer. Oh, just when you you were talking about maintaining eye contact, you just said maintaining. I in my head auto complete completed that to maintaining operational security. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff the killer is maintaining. Uh, does that mean that he's in in the uh, the, the supernatural oh, task force? No, he ain't. <laughs> he's <laughs> nope. not allowed. Nope. No Jeff. <laughs> no one named Jeff is allowed in the SNTF. Nope. Mandated by 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 uh uh by Professor Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's the end of chapter one for me. Uh, Mikey, do you have anything for chapter one? Uh, nope. Uh, gamer. Probably, yes. So, okay, this is gets explained later, but... Um, hang on. Okay, no, this isn't explained later. Okay, so, um, quote is, I was completely frozen. I wasn't sure if what I was seeing was real or just a hallucination. It certainly wouldn't be the first time. The trauma from what happened all those years ago left me in a bad way. My state of mind had become so fragile that the slightest of noises could make me jump. I had nightmares every night about him. I heard and I had heard, I have heard and saw things. Maybe that's the way it should be said. Regardless, that weren't there, um, but never as vividly and never this long. So until we see Jeff interact with someone, this is my note at the moment. Until we see Jeff interact with someone or someone else seeing Jeff, it's entirely possible that Jeff is all in Keith's head. Yeah. Even just the idea that uh, Mm. back when Keith quote unquote killed him in the pit, you might have just imagined that the body was still alive. Yeah, that's true. And then, like, two kills in, and it still could be technically in their heads. Like, they could be killing themselves through their the insanity of what they've done. Because, like, the guilt of all that happening, like, Lisa was alone in the street. Troy was alone in his house. That being well, said, Lisa <laughs> didn't know what happened to him, so 
and wasn't present during the kill, but yeah. the others could have basically killed themselves through paranoia because of what yeah. they did. Yeah, she she Lisa could have just been mugged by somebody who had dark hair and was wearing a hoodie. That's it. Like that's yeah. the Unabomber. Like look, <laughs> like oh it's a very common look. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, like, and even it says like there's copycat. Like, even after like Lisa like gives that the description, there could be just some copycat killers, or or there could just be some like a, suddenly an increasing killers like that because they they realize they could get, they, they want to get some fame or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Possibly, mm-hmm. but that's all my notes for chapter one. Okay, uh, I don't have anything for chapter two. Um, Mikey, do you? Um. I used to, but that's the one where we had stuff, so it's good. Actually, so that's the same for me, too, yeah. Two. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Emer, do you have anything for Chapter 2? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she begged... This is when she's, like, dying. Yeah. Um, she begged him to tell her why, to give some kind of explanation. He leaned close to her and whispered, you don't deserve one. So, for me, out of every character in the story, yeah. she's the only one who deserves... Who deserves- an explanation yeah like i assume she died for she died okay i assume she died and i assume she died first because technically it's her fault he was bullied so much since she hung out with the bullies and encouraged the bullies to hang out with this loner kid who just wanted to be left alone yeah she never the reasoning why she had to die quote unquote yeah but still she did it because she was trying to be nice and she always stuck up for him. Yeah, I, I, I feel crazy killer mode right now, but fuck. Yeah, I I do feel like maybe his line should have been like, um, uh, you didn't try hard enough, and then like stab, <laughs> or or slash be, be mangled for, and and have to like suffer for like a few weeks. Honestly, her death was not the clean. It was not the quickest. Like she suffered for like a couple of weeks before dying <laughs> from her injuries. It was his first kill, though, so he didn't do a good job, I guess. That's true, yeah. But still, like, yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as this kill happened, I already hate Jeff as a character. Yeah. Like, I already hate him in most stories, but this one sure isn't helping. Like, he's yeah, no, not he... a likable character in this at all. Yeah. And I mean, most of the victims aren't, like, they're, they're, we're, we were able to get their side, but I mean, what they did was awful. But they're also not, but he's definitely not like likable for doing what he does no and like even if she had to die in his eyes Mm -hmm. this should be the one kill that he felt something for like if you want to start off with this kill that's fine but show that he still has some humanity at this point that he gives a shit especially since this is his first kill he isn't numb to it yet yeah like this could have been so much better with him like reluctantly killing her or like like showing something it's yeah, like, just being like i'm jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel actually if anything like lisa should have survived but been like wounded like and hospitalized like that's she it did. no and she well she was hospitalized but she succumbed to her injuries i think she yeah. should have lived like i think she, like basically he pulled his punch on her because he couldn't bring her, himself to kill her like like complete like the other two like like all the others did eventually yeah there could have been like some like character building moments here with like maybe he always had a crush on her and that's yeah. the reason that he's like okay i guess i'll hang out with these bullies and eat bugs because i like her 
Yeah. Well, like, there's nothing. It's just, yeah. I'm a robot. Beep, boop, murder robot. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, yeah, I am Jason Voorhees. I'm going to slash you. <laughs> yeah, Don't have sex in the woods. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's my chapter one. All right. Sorry, that's my chapter two. So. <laughs> 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 We're in two. <laughs> yeah. All right. On to chapter three. Um, his anger quickly faded into fear as Jeff walked upstairs and came back down with multiple weapons from Troy's room. There was nothing left left of him after that. Uh, I'm assuming that's there was nothing left of Troy after that. <laughs> no, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff tripped down the stairs and all the weapons just cut him to pieces. <laughs> God, I love that. I, I love that scene in my head. Like, again this the, the story unfortunately gives me like a lot of scary movie vibes like the the, the parody sh- like the parody franchise yeah <laughs> um but yeah so so for this part like we're we're getting like troy's kill because like with lisa we actually like we got like her uh her witness account kind of thing with this one i was left i was left thinking but who was phone <laughs> like how did we know what happened here uh, was Keith there uh, or on a FaceTime call with Troy when this all happened? The story was going so well for me with making these accounts feasibly known to people outside of the victim and then kind of drop the ball here. We do eventually get that answer, but goddamn, that whole time, like the whole time I'm reading the story up until the end, I was left a bit confused and even a tad annoyed till it was revealed because it was you know? like, but instead of t- remove Tad and put lots, yeah, fair, or yeah. Oh, I mean, like here, I'll just I'll just say what my 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 note is for epilogue because uh, it basically encapsulates how I felt uh, by the end of the story. Um, so it's like it's been a few weeks since Jeff's visit. After he stabbed me, uh, he proceeded to tell me how he killed my friends in gruesome detail, just to taunt me. Fucking. Thank you. I was so worried that this story was had dropped the ball so early on with yeah. that situation. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 all I have for the epilogue. But like going back to chapter two, um, or sorry, going back to chapter three. Uh, yeah, like initially I was just like, wait, no, it was going so well. It was going so well, <laughs> and that basically what I, I I had to like basically just ignore that nagging part, of yelling in my brain as I continued reading because it's like, all right, I. I got to read the story. I got to keep going. I can't just stop now because I'm angry. <laughs> and just dis- no, I'm not angry story. I'm disappointed. <laughs> oh, I was angry. Oh yeah. That's, that's fair. But, um, uh, yeah. Mikey, do you have anything for chapter three? I do. I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He was strong enough to beat up a grown man twice as tall as him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought this was kind of funny because it destroyed my head cannon, and I was envisioning Jeff as being three feet tall, <laughs> and it made me laugh. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's still kind. Of, I mean, I oh. I kind of get it because like he died when he was a teenager and probably like a lanky goth teenager. Well, so like it's only a few uh, years later though. Yeah, it's true. It says he, it says he's 14 or 15 years old. So I looked up the average height of a 14 year old 
and on the low end is uh, 59 inches or four foot nine. Um, yeah, Troy is eight feet tall. <laughs> well, nine feet something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Either we, way, we, it's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. It is. That being said, it's probably just exaggerated. Yeah, <laughs> the height difference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Yeah. Also, I don't. I don't know if I've called them adults at that point because they're in their twenties, like just out of high school, aren't they? No. It was well. The yeah. The they're they were seventeen to nineteen or whatever, and it, three years have passed, so they're in their twenties. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that that whole visual scene just made me laugh. It's like either Jeff is three feet tall or <laughs> Troy is really tall. <laughs> and I mean, both are valid. Like, both could be the case. <laughs> but you got to say that in the story somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. I just drop that out of the blue. <laughs> And also, like looking at the art, he mm-hmm. looks like an adult there. Yeah, yeah, he does like, not that's look the like most a adult um, Jeff art I've seen. Yeah, I will. I will say that 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 is like to your to your credit there, uh, gamer. Like that is something that like does also kind of differentiate this from other. Like he doesn't look like a kid <laughs> or like a teen. He looks like an, a full grown adult killer in that one, or like cadaver in that one. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's the only note I have for chapter three. Okay. Gamer, do you have any for chapter three? Yeah. Why am I the only one who takes multiple notes on each chapter? <laughs> I honestly, I think it's just because like there's things that just didn't bug me as much. Yeah, I suppose. Um, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Actually, we kind of talked about this. Yes, we talked about that one about how Keith knows about it. It pissed me off the entire time, though. Yeah. We got um, that. Yeah. So then we get this quote. In regards to Troy in his house, he was sitting on a wooden chair next to the window of his bedroom, a combat knife tightly gripped in his hand, waiting patiently to see Jeff's face again so he could make the gruesome scars that covered it a pleasant memory. He saw Jeff standing in his yard with his knife, looking up at him. The two stared at each other, waiting for one to make the first move. Suddenly, Jeff walked over to Troy's front door, kicked it down, and stomped aside. Then the fight happens and all that, but whatever. Um, my question here is, like, does Troy live alone? Where is parents? <laughs> like, he's. It's established that the bullies are around twenty-ish. Yeah, and like, yeah. And he has his own two-story house, and like it says that Keith is like, or sorry, I'm sorry. Since at the start, Keith said that he was looking forward to his twenty-first birthday, so they're they're twenty-ish. Um, mm. so would he still be living at a home? No, I think it, it depends. I mean, everybody's like living conditions is, are different, but like there are people that like, also it's in, like, there depends on where they lived. Like it, it also depends on where they live. Like economically, like there might be home, like you might be able to rent a house for fairly cheap kind of stuff. And depending on like what you have, like what you have in terms of like a job and stuff like that. So only one there. It, hmm? He's the only one in the house. Yeah. I it, it's not that he's a two-story house that he has to himself, and mm-hmm. he is described as being like the hick of the group. I don't know. It's not that unfeasible to me. 
honestly. It seemed weird. Because every single kill in this, there's no one around. <laughs> every single one of these people lives by themselves. There's no neighbors. There's no one else in the house. They don't call anyone. There's no one else. It's like every single kill, they're pulled into an alternate reality where they're the only people in the entire fucking town oh god jeff the killer has entered dead by daylight yeah, basically. <laughs> as has his 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 frenemies mm-hmm. yeah that just kind of annoyed me and it annoyed me with the further kills too because yeah there's no never anyone around and i mean it's at least explained that he tried he like th- there's no explanation why there's no one around it's just there's no there's never anyone around just i mean reasons. With Troy and Lisa, it well for Lisa, like I understand your your anger or your anger, and uh, because like she was just at a, at a party, there should have been somebody. Troy, like, okay, he's even if he if he, even if he does have a house, like he rent he's renting a, like a full house and some of that, like I mean a two story house and some of that. Um, there should be somebody in the neighborhood. The other two though, Katie and and Randy, do kind of have they have their explanations for why they've they they don't have anybody around because they've isolated themselves because of like probably because of the grief and shit. Yes, but the others don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, you're right. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you're right about the first two, but like the latter two, like they do actually have explanations. Yes, but they yeah. they either all need explanations or none of them. Yeah. You know. Fair. And then uh the fight happens. Uh uh Jeff is like super powered revenant now, blah 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 blah. So he pins Troy's hand to the ground and then goes upstairs to get Troy's weapons that he knows are there because reasons. I guess he yeah. was stalking him. Um but what my question here is why doesn't Troy try to escape? Jeff just <laughs> left the room. Jeff just left the party. Like <laughs> And Jeff just stabbed one hand. Yeah. He has his other hand that he can like try to pull it out. Isn't Troy meant to be like the big dude? Yeah. Yeah, he's he the big dude. Like, oh no! Ow! Like, there should have been something added where, like, he, like, uh, Jeff sliced off his one, his other hand, and then impaled his other, the other hand to like the floor or something like that. Or knocked like, him out or something. Th- or that it's like <laughs> the enemy cannot press a button if you disable his hand. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, I, I feel like he should. Like, I don't care if the story's like, no, he. He has to stay there so Jeff can kill him. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But just show him try to pull the knife out, but like he can't pull it out because Jeff put it in so deep into the wood and into the ground that he yeah. couldn't pull it through him or something, you know? Because yeah, he's, he's super powered now. Yeah. Yeah. Just more explanation as to Fair. why. And that's it for three. Okay, on to four. So in chapter four, we get this. Jeff watched how Randy grabbed a hold of his. Uh, sorry, I forgot how stupid this uh, this this line is. Um, Jeff watched how Randy grabbed a hold of the heavy coffin and struggled to pull it up to the surface. Jesus fucking Christ! How strong is Randy? I didn't realize he was the fucking tall man from Phantasm. <laughs> like it's like it's a goddamn coffin with a body in it. Um, it uphill. Yeah, pulling it out of yeah. out of six out of a six foot like uh hole. Yeah. Like Yeah. It, and and ne- never mind the sentence before. <laughs> Jeff watched Randy for hours how he single handedly dug six feet into the wet, muddy ground. Yeah. So <laughs> tired. Why would he be tired? No. 
Also, it's it's been in that coffin has been in the ground for years because like the mother died a few years back. Um, so it would also probably be rotted or like just like really hard to ma- to ma- uh, to like handle. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like because there'd also probably be roots like kind of like starting to like in, in, like go into it and such. Like it's just no, I'm sorry, <laughs> this is the dumbest line. <laughs> um. Also, did the story just completely scrap? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a little bit uh, tied to the the whole like Keith narrating this whole thing. But for like, I, I know it gets explained, but like in the moment, I was just like, also, did, did the story just completely scrap Keith's narration, or and, and is he's just now omnipresent? And it's like, oh no, apparently this is what Jeff was talking, like telling Keith, or like later on. <laughs> I just, I just, I just stood there in shock watching Randy dig a six foot hole and then pulled out my, 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 my mom's heavy coffin right out of that fucking hole. I was, I started, I started golf clapping right before I killed him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And then the next thing I have here, uh, he wept as hard as he could and screamed for help. No matter, none of it mattered. Jeff ignored it all. And there was no one else to, help him and there was no one else to help him he just shoveled dirt into the pit for hours on end until the screaming was muffled the police showed up a week later to respond to a missing persons report by the time they discovered the body and the freshly dug grave randy was long gone i assume it means he was long dead uh from the grave and not like you know he somehow escaped the coffin and is now roaming the Mm -hmm. wilderness around the graveyard as a new urban legend, Dickless yep. Randy. <laughs> and, and actually on that point, I'm kind of, I kind of like how the story tastefully does that, does that, uh, that, that kill yeah, shot. You were, you were less tasteful with your rundown of it. Honestly. Yeah. Well, cause like, whatever, like we're like, I'm not, I'm not being respectful of these fictional victims. Um, they all, they count, they all kind of deserve it. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, um, I like how tasteful it was. Like, I'm not going to say what happened, but uh, let's just say Jeff did something bad <laughs> to Randy. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I've got for for chapter four. Uh, Mikey, do you have anything for chapter four? Sure. All right. So the last thing that I have for chapter four this is actually <laughs> well. It, we did the first thing with okay, uh, yeah. the coffin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the last time. For, for the first time, for the last time. Wait. <laughs> All right. So this actually comes from me being a bit annoyed at a section in Chapter 2. Oh. Um, But it's because of a misreading, because, again, we assumed it was outside when it's actually inside. Yep. So the misreading goes like this for chapter two. The first warning sign she received was the sound of a knife scraping against grass. Does it say grass? No, it says glass. Okay. But I misread it as grass. Oh, okay. And so, so I was really confused when it said the horrible creaking sound echoed throughout the block, I was like, 
What? This is the weirdest brass tonight noise some, I've ever heard. That is some loud, tall, like reedy grass. <laughs> that is some dry, reedy grass. Yes. Uh, so now to bring it back to chapter four. Sure. Uh, it was past midnight, and the graveyard was shrouded in an ugly fog so thick you could cut it with a knife. Uh, and my thought was, well, what does that sound like? A door creaking shut or <laughs> some totally unexpected noise that makes no sense? So, yeah. so you're already primed for annoyance with, with that. With, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it, 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 the point is moot because yeah. uh, upon actually reading that it's glass and not grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that was definitely on you, sir. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I, I thought I'd bring it up because I was like, yeah. "What are with these noises? That make no sense." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. And that's my chapter four. All right, gamer in yellow. Okay. Actually, I have one here. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I know, right? So he's like about to kill Randy, or. Who's this one? Randy, yeah. He's about to kill Randy. <laughs> wow, gamer. Are you even engaged in this conversation? No. <laughs> Too many. Um, adding the two extra characters made, really threw me for a loop. That's, that's fair. You you really did not. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, Jeff basically, when he's looking at his mom, after he, I'm assuming after he killed Randy, it doesn't matter. He he says, "Aren't I beautiful, mommy?" I, I feel like him saying, "Shouldn't he say like, aren't I handsome?" Because the term "beautiful" tends to be mainly used for the <laughs> feminine side of things. I feel at least. I mean, yeah. I mean, check your privilege, but no. Or like, aren't <laughs> you mommy or something like that. Like, yeah, it, it just seemed weird because that's basically like what Nina the Killer was saying. Yeah, I. That's like literally a quote from Nina the Killer. It really is. Mom if she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I definitely i think i think i i, I would have gone with handsome over pretty but yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah that's all i got for that one okay uh, on to chapter five uh otherwise known as uh uh katie uh katie home alone <laughs> katie mccallister <laughs> katie mccallister <laughs> yep. Did we for her? uh we do i think we actually got a name for all of them at the beginning no, but i can't remember no okay we got uh, like when it get, got to their section, it talks about that it brings up their last name because it's like there's Keith, who's Keith. Keith um, Moore, I think. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Then there's Randy Barge, Troy and Lisa Beacon, and then Katie, whose last <laughs> name now is McAllister. Yeah, Katie is now McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, I guess that's a grammar question. Uh, we don't have a Katie's last name. We should have gotten that just yes. some way. Um, but yeah, move, yeah. But on, but on to chapter five. Yeah. So, um, she kept some kind of weapon near her at all times with knives and clubs. She ordered off of the internet at arm's length in nearly every room. I'm sorry, but they live in America. Why do none of these people who are out of high school and in their early twenties have guns? <laughs> and I mean, we, Katie finally gets one, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's a stereotype about America that they all love guns, but 
I'm Show me an American who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, it's it just it's more often than not you're gonna like an American is gonna have a gun. <laughs> Here's the thing. Regardless, they are people who are paranoid about being killed by Jeff the Killer. At least a couple of them are highly paranoid about it. So if anyone should have them, they should more than yes. just the one character. And Katie does yeah. have one, but it only comes out later. <laughs> so, but I'm surprised Randy didn't have like a shotgun at, at his at his at his uh, little shack by the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And Troy was just like all melee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just ready. Like I want to kill him with my own two hands <laughs> for what he did to my sis. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'll, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Um. So this is in regards to like the police talking to Katie and stuff about like what's going on. Um, they took the threat seriously, but there was little they could do. The police aren't bodyguards after all. They couldn't sit around all night waiting for him. And to that, I'm like, I mean, that's that's exactly what they could have done um, or or put, you know, Katie in some kind of protective custody. Yeah, they since it seems the police are actually taking these sightings of, of Jeff and the killing seriously. Like there's a ton of stuff they could have done this. Like this isn't even Derplin. This is just like incompetence, <laughs> which I know is Derplin, but <laughs> I mean, it's not the cop's fault though. It's the character's fault for yeah. wrongfully assuming that the cops won't do anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the next thing I have here is like hmm? right now there's an ongoing investigation about a serial killer. Like yeah. the co- at this point, the cops are bodyguards, especially when they have very good reason that they might be next. And they have witnesses as yeah. to why they might be next, a.k.a. everyone else at school who saw them bully this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Huge BS on that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Also, when you said it's like, I mean, right now there's a serial killer on the loose. I was like, I was like, wait, really? Like, I for some reason I thought you meant like in real life. <laughs> like, there's one nearby. What? <laughs> I don't know why. That's how my brain like, like for the few seconds after you start talking, that's what I thought you had meant. <laughs> Did you forget we were doing a recording? No, I just thought like you were like citing a real life thing. <laughs> oh, okay. For, for just some dumb reason. I'm sorry. That's I'm fine. dumb. <laughs> Um, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. <laughs> she finally found him struggling to remove the bear trap from his bloodied leg. Like I said, Jeff had a lot of bizarre new strength, but he wasn't invulnerable. And literally, I just looked at the camera in the uh, breaking the fourth wall. I'm just like, really? <laughs> Why? Because like, but he wasn't invulnerable. It's like up to this point, he has been pretty fucking invulnerable. <laughs> Because he hasn't been touched until this point. I guess that's what it's trying to say is like he's like he's not like he has all the super strength, but he's not like uh he still he still has some limitations, maybe I guess. Like he's not like able to just like bypass like getting grabbed by a by a bear trap, I guess is what it's trying to say there. But he feels pain, but he still has superhuman strength there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the way it was said, like when I first read it, it was like it, it felt like it was just like he's not like unkillable or un- maybe that's I'm 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 confusing un- invulnerable to unkillable is what I think I'm I'm thinking here. But yeah, he can take damage. Yeah, he has he, a health bar. 
yeah, he is kind of like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees in that respect. Probably more like Michael Myers than Jason than Voorhees, but mm. um, but I'll I'll move on to the next thing I have here. There wasn't a single sign of her anywhere. Every or even her bedroom was empty. The only clue to her location was the bay window across the room from Katie's bed. It had been shattered, presumably with a desk chair or some other large object. It was clear that she was long gone. How Jeff missed the sound of a window smashing open is a mystery to this day. <laughs> yeah, you think that, that is weird. You think you, he would have heard that? <laughs> that makes too much sense. Though. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. And then this is the part with like uh, Katie getting the gun. And it's like Jeff turned around and found out the hard way that the baseball bat wasn't the only weapon Katie had stashed away. She also had a very powerful handgun and aimed it squarely at Jeff. She pulled the trigger and hit Jeff square in the chest, causing him to reel in pain and let out a horrible, almost demonic sounding scream. And I'm like, yes, finally, someone with a gun, though. This is basically the final a... chapter. <laughs> yeah, this is the final chapter. And this is basically playing out like a slasher. Like, like I, this basically plays out how Michael Myers I do in quotes dies at the end of the original Halloween spoilers yeah. for a mo- for a movie from 1979. <laughs> um, like this, this isn't going to end like this is going to end it. <laughs> no. The gun doesn't help. It, it kind of helps. It prolongs the inevitable, if anything. And then we get the next thing here. With the horror finally over, it was time to pick up the pieces and live her life once again. She had to collect Jeff's body and dispose of it. She was sure the police would never believe her story and there and there would and there wouldn't be a way to explain it. Why? Yeah. The police are well aware that of Jeff and his killings. They know exactly uh, what he looks like. <laughs> she w- was defending herself from an intruder who wished her harm in, in her, her home, home in America. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't get this line of thinking at all, even if she is in this weird, paranoid, like worried state of guilt and stuff like that. And she's just not thinking straight. It's still just that the part, the like, that's, that's the part the cops aren't going to care about is the fact that like, Oh no, like this person that I like, I like, I like may have, have bullied as a kid, like came back after me and stuff like that. Like, as long as you don't bring that stuff up, <laughs> like he's an intruder trying to kill you. You defended yourself and killed him. You're good. Yeah. Based on my knowledge of the, of, of the American legal system, <laughs> which is slim to nil, just like yeah. mine. Yes. I mean, any Americans out there, if you would like to correct us in the comments, please do so. I am not an expert in your laws. <laughs> I feel like, like with the ongoing investigation, the cops would be like, if there's any information, or sightings on him, like give us, call us, you know, let us know. Yeah. yeah. But again, like, I guess it could be like, like Katie's not thinking straight and she's just like paranoid and some of that, but like, it's still just like an annoying thing that happens. Cause like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I have for chapter five is, but in the fight, uh, but in fighting to defend herself, Katie's fate was the least gruesome. It lasted for about four minutes with her reeling in pain and screaming as she fell to the ground and Jeff stabbed her a few more times, but it was over once her eyes rolled back into her head. And so he, she gets stabbed in the heart and it lasts four minutes. 
I, I think what it's trying to say is the entire kerfuffle was four minutes. I maybe because like As in when he kicked the door in and then they did all that shit home alone, all that, that last four minutes total. I, otherwise yeah, it does yeah. not make sense. Yeah. Cause like once you get stabbed mm. in the heart and like that, that knife is also out of the heart and, and st- stabbing some more, you're dead within seconds. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, I think so. Cause it's, it's, mm. it's literally the hub of your blood of how your blood flows through your body. So like once that is damaged in any way, you're fucked. <laughs> um, unless you have, she died a relatively fast death, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not a uh, long death. Yeah, exactly. And pain, and relatively painless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got for chapter five. Um, Mikey, do you have anything for chapter five? Yes. Um, and this is where I went critically silly. Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, I believe, well, I'll, I'll reiterate the quote from the Grammar Inquisition. She kept a baseball with a cluster of nails sticking out of it right under her bed. So we have a baseball. Yes. And it's established there's a baseball. Mm-hmm. So later, as Katie... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> as Katie lorded over him at the top of the stairs with a bat in her hand... Uh, <laughs> keep going he, he saw the kind of predatory fury in her eyes that he had so I just envisioned her with like a living bat in her hand <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking you were going to say she's up there with a baseball bat and also a baseball that has a bunch of like Nails, nails out of it and she's like i'm gonna get a home run here just yeah. cracks it down there <laughs> it's like three strikes <laughs> you're out because she, he's killed because he's killed lisa troy and randy oh that would have been so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> katie could have been the, the final girl of this story but well, no. not that he would die but she could say that as a one-liner so. yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> And then but like, that, the ball hits him in the face and like sticks in him and he just pulls it out and she's like off poop and runs away. Or or like just like like if this was like a, a scene in a movie, it'd be like you start hearing like bum 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 ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. Bang. But it also would have to be established that she plays baseball. Yeah. In the intro. Yeah. Fortunately uh, unfortunately for uh for Jeff. Uh, Kate, when Katie did leave her house, she joined a, a major, uh, a minor league baseball team <laughs> <laughs> called the Final Girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, so continue. Just a quick aside. I'll let you finish. Okay. Um, <laughs> I now kind of want to design a a baseball logo team called the Minnesota Final Girls. <laughs> Kind of a baseball name is that? I don't know. It's like, what kind of a name is any like like the Toronto Blue Jays or like the animal? Like what? Most or the or the are. or the or the Boston Reds? Or oops, okay, or the the Red Sox? It's an item. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's other ones for people too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Teams are weird. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Continue, Mikey. <laughs> so, uh, continuing on this weird chain of thought. Uh, The next quote here is, 
Nails and wood splinters stuck out all over the left side of Jeff's upper body, arm, and face. At which point, I was thinking, well, it's never really been specified what type of nail was in the baseball. So, it could be fingernails, which would be really gross. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and kind of weird. Why would they be fingernails? <laughs> yeah. Because you see Katie's actually crazy. <laughs> so so crazy Katie has gone and killed a bunch of people herself. She's actually basically honestly there was a part in the story where I where I was going to have where it's like so uh so Jane the killer, I mean Katie. <laughs> Because I, for a second, I thought like this was going to be like also like the origin for Katie for, for Katie becoming Jane the killer, <laughs> but she's Katie the defender. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, my my next note here is uh, just a uh, a poor choice of words for me anyway. Okay, and the quote is. She was able to flee upstairs like a bat out of hell. So I visualized a baseball bat out of hell. I mean, <laughs> it is kind of poetic <laughs> after what had just happened, but a lot of bat-related things in this one. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, all of this would have been fixed if she just said baseball bat. Yep. At the <laughs> but... beginning. But the story did not have that. <laughs> Therefore. Therefore, all the critically silly stuff happens. Yep. Um, and that that's the end of my notes for Chapter 5. Okay. Gamer. Okay. By the, the time this has happened, there does she know that all of her friends have been killed? I think she does. Because at this so point, um, like weeks in between each kill, right? Yeah, and at this point, um, uh, I think uh, Keith says that he's already in the hospital, like in, or he's already in that hospital in Ohio. So, yeah, because he's in because the institution was in Akron, which is in Ohio. So, so yeah, by now, three of her friend group has been killed, have been killed within yeah. the past couple of weeks. So I just don't know why she doesn't call the cops. Like, yeah. Like, sure, you don't want to implement yourself in murder, but, like, even the fact alone that your group is being hunted and killed should be enough that the the cops will keep an eye out, you know? Yeah. And hell, even if you do implement yourself in murder, life in prison sounds better than being killed in these horrible ways. Yeah, especially if it's, I mean, she might get off easy because it was like, she was, uh, she was a kid, she was a minor when it happened, it was an accident. Yep. I mean... Yeah, it, it it would there there would been like per, perhaps some leniencies in in her case, but and the fact that she's she's also currently being killed by the by her supposed victim or her her uh, uh, the person she killed, which is might might throw in some some uh, wrenches into the into the the case plan. So yeah, or the case against her. So yeah, yep. But regardless, <laughs> moving on, fights with Jeff, shoots him out the window, and he lays dead on the grass. So, of course, she's going to look away and he'll mm-hmm. magically get up no, it's... and leave. That's what I, I saw that was going to yep. happen as she shot him out the window. And yeah. lo and behold, he did exactly that. Yeah. I wish for once 
that a character would just keep line of sight on the body, pull out their phone, and call the cops. Like, I'm fine with him getting up and walking in to finish the kill, but I would have, like, we've seen this a hundred yeah, times it, in movies. It's, yeah. it's It started with Halloween. <laughs> it started with the 1979 Halloween. Like, that's literally how the movie ends, is like, um, the the uh michael's doctor shoots him several times he goes through the window uh lands on the ground he goes in he goes down to the window checks he's dead goes goes and helps um uh the survivor girl and then he goes and checks the the body again and it's there's just an imprint i was like dun, 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 dun. like that was the iconic like it because of that that spawned that entire trope <laughs> yeah at least as far as I know, like I, I think I think Halloween was like the 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 progenitor of that trope. Probably, but I'm yeah. tired of it. Like that's fair. Yeah, it, I mean that's that was a whole exactly, that was like 40 years ago. So like you could watch almost you could probably pick a horror movie at random and see this scene. Yeah, no, you're right. You're you're 100 right. Just uh, bug the <laughs> hell out of me. Yeah, and like there's. There's even oh, ways God. that you can still do it differently. Like I, she just I, shot him with the gun. Okay. Yeah. So she could go over to the window, still aiming the gun at him yeah. and keep shooting him on the ground. Yeah. Empty the gun into him until the gun starts clicking. And then like at that point she like calms down and looks away. And then when she looks back, he's gone. Like even then I'd still be annoyed, but at least it's a little different I than would... her like dropping the gun and then looking outside. Oh, he's gone. You know, like I would love a, a a scene like this where like that whole scene happens, like transpires, like she's looking at the window at the body, she gets her phone out, she's still looking at the body the whole time, maintaining eye contact, and is calling the cops. And as she's on the phone with the cops, the body, the person slowly starts getting back up, and then she just starts firing again and it's doing nothing. Yes, because <laughs> at that point, she's like, "Oh, you fucked, <laughs> you're so fucked." Yeah, I would have heard that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so on to chapter six then. Yes. Um, so why should they've believed me when I started talking about him? I'm sure at least a dozen other people in that mental hospital were too. You know, like Troy and Randy and Katie. How interesting would it have been if the last three deaths that we just read about in strangely intimate detail... <laughs> Again, this is before I found out about like that, like how he got all these details yeah. had been had just been told to Keith by the others who are also in the mental institution with him. And like in their like in their trauma and guilt of killing Jeff, they all broke and ended up here fantasizing about how Jeff is going to come back and kill them. Like maybe Lisa was the catalyst for like their minds breaking and like getting all worried and such. So that Jeff could still be real and out there, or at least these five believe that again, kind of shifting this from a, from a supernatural like horror to a psychological horror kind of thing. Um, it was just, it was an idea that came up to mind when like, what, like cause he's still in the, the psychiatric hospital when this is happening. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's, that's all I have for chapter six. So Mikey, these sounds for evil. Uh, I don't have anything for chapter six. Okay, gamer. Uh, my only one for six is basically a, a little bit of a rehash because they keep saying the same thing. Plenty of Jeff the Killer hoaxes all over the country. 
since uh, the nightmare started. Many of the murders initially attributed to Jeff in the media-fueled hysteria after what happened to Lisa turned out to be completely unconnected. They were just homeless people or domestic disputes that had nothing to do with it at all. Why should they believe me when I started talking about him? Why should they believe you? Because you went to school with him, bullied him, and your entire friend group has been killed. Yeah, There are so many connections that any cop outside of Dirtman would believe you on. So... Hell, you have so many witnesses that you bully him too. Like you, everyone you, would believe him. Also, you could also just confess to what happened, and I mean that's probably why you're in the psychiatric hospital to begin with. But yeah, because <laughs> they they oh you're crazy, <laughs> like but in in a way that's you also killed somebody. So let, yeah. let, let's 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 keep let's get you behind bars and a padded cell. <laughs> Yeah, and at this point, the cops need anything because yeah. they don't have anything to go on to uh, to get Jeff. So I feel like they'd be almost grabbing any evidence they can. So even a dude in the mental hospital might actually know shit, you know, especially when they're getting nowhere with the case. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got on this chapter. Okay. Uh, well, I gave my epilogue well, part with uh, the thing from chapter two. So, um, Mikey, do you have anything for epilogue? No. Gamer, do you have anything for epilogue? Uh, yeah, just in regards to leaving Keith alive instead of killing him. Yeah. I think the reason that he didn't kill Keith is because if he did that, he would have no unfinished business anymore. Oh, so he still he want he wants to still exist. Yeah, basically. I like yeah, I like that. I because I, th- I, again, we know that we know that Jeff was dabbling in some black magic or at least like re- look, looking some some stuff up when he was uh when he was younger mm-hmm. so yeah no i like that maybe like that's part of like he knows that like if he keeps one of the people that he's that that is keeping him angry and hateful alive then he will still be able to move or be, be uh, exist and not end up in hell or limbo or wherever he's ending up mm-hmm. that being said his whole reason for coming back was to ruin their lives yeah um but like I don't understand how that translates into him murdering innocent people now. I mean, he, at this point, he's just become a like a, a rage fueled like uh, an, a, a hungry ghost is uh, is one of the terms in like some in some mythologies. Basically, like a ghost that the they they died in a violent way or like a, a horrible way, or they died in anger, and as a result, they have to spread that anger and and violence and hate. Yeah. So. I, I think that, I think that's also like how a grudge happens in Japanese myth- in Japanese folklore. Like, like a person, like basically, like they, they it's the, again the perpetuation of 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 negative emotions and and violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got for epilogue. Okay. Uh, well, that brings us to final thoughts. Um. So, I'm still going to recommend this one. Uh, it's got some things that need to be worked on, but. Honestly, this is the Jeff the Killer I can get behind. Like, I want to read this sto- this kind of story of Jeff the Killer. Um, there's a lot of depth here and a message of karma and of regret and a, a bit of a somber tone to it, especially near the end of the story when Jeff actually gives a reason of like why he's doing this to like what 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 the bullies all like did like not just to Jeff but to like Jeff's family kind of, as well as a result and his motives. Um, but yeah, even the story does need some. Uh, even after some more kills and some uh, some um, 
some of the more out there like kills that are in this and like katie's i could not help but like keep bring like thinking of like um scary movie kind of like slasher parody with katie's whole situation but even with that stuff the story itself is still like a really good jeff the killer um uh creepypasta to me so i i will still recommend this one mikey these tens for evil um all right so i read this not (laughs) expecting much because it's just the killer yeah fair and yeah (laughs) i was like i think we all (laughs) went into this not expecting it to be anything special because like i think i even told you guys like before we start like at the start like after last recording um that we were doing this one and it looked like it was going to be another origin story (laughs) We need more of those. Yeah. But uh, this ends up being what about at least six sort of mini stories. Um, yeah. So we get a different origin. We get each of the individual kill stories, um, and we don't dwell on the origin (laughs) yeah um so i think the part that i liked was that we got more stories and like kill stories uh out of this than we normally do um and it was uh easy well relatively easy to read other than the few hiccups we had yeah um and it was more of an action pasta in that regard like there yeah. there's not like the only downside is it it has some creepiness factors in that he's a revenant but Overall, it's like, ooh, there's a guy who's coming after us because we did bad things. Like, well, it sucks to be in that boat, but you made it. So, yeah, you, uh, you, you shit, you shit in your uh, salad. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely would maybe count this as like a thriller rather than a, than an actual, like a true horror, like kind of like a slasher flick mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so because of that, I got some enjoyment out of it. So I'm still going to recommend this. Okay. And gamer. Well, for me, first off, I missed one of my notes earlier on. Oh. So I'm going to read it now from chapter four when he was uh, fighting Randy or in regards to the Randy part. Because mm. this also does tie into my final thoughts as well. Basically, so Randy's the one at the um, cemetery and all that. Yeah. Jeff goes through all these lengths to try to scare Randy just because his normal thing isn't working. And I found that kind of silly. It gave me the vibe of Jeff being like, hee hee, I'm a spook you. Like any possible badassness or supernatural evilness was sucked out of the character by that scene alone, in my opinion. Okay. Because it made him a mm-hmm. child. And I mean, he kind of was. <laughs> but he's in all the other scenes, he's just trying to be Jason Voorhees. And in this one, he's 
again, going around giggling, basically, doing these little tiny pranks, just trying to scare him. And then it's like, oh, it totally worked. He's scared now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like... (laughs) I I would say that he went from being Jason Voorhees in the in, in the previous kills to being Michael Myers because a lot of people forget Michael Myers is a prankster in the original movie. Um like he straight up like sets up like decorations of like like horrific decorations but he sets up decorations in uh, of the of the the babysitters that he's killing. Hmm. So but yeah, I just didn't I, like yeah. that the problem is we were seeing it from Jeff's perspective which made it look silly. Yeah. If we were seeing it from Randy's perspective, it wouldn't be as silly. Yeah, that's true. I just thought the whole thing was kind of silly. So, um, in my opinion, though, with all that, he shouldn't have bothered doing all this tiny shit, especially to the one that hassled him the most. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. And he rushes in and just chases Lisa down and kills her. Yeah. And yet, this one, the one who is the worst to him, he takes his time with, and he like he just wants to try to scare him first. Yeah, that's, that's all he cares about is scaring him, not killing him. Like, there's no the rage isn't taking over for this one, but it did for Lisa of all people. I I would I would counter <laughs> that he want he wanted to get her over with like like as a as a mercy, um, and then with with Randy because he was the one that was always pick on him this is the one that he's actually like wanting to draw it out and torment the guy with the same kind of pranks that they pulled on him before killing him. I guess to a point, but still <clears throat> I just didn't like the child, childish pranks. That's all fair. But I, my, moving on to my actual final thoughts, I'm still going to partially recommend it as far as Jeff's stories go. It's okay. I suppose. Um, but it's, it's leaning really hard on to, hey, look, he's like Jason, see? To the point where it was annoying to read. Like, Fair. in my opinion, Jeff the Killer isn't meant to be a Revenant or Jason or whatever you want to kill him. His whole appeal, if you want to call Jeff the Killer, if you want to say that he has an appeal at all, um, is that he's a normal kid-slash-guy who was pushed to the limit and fought back. That's not what this story is. In this story, he's just a zombie. It's well written in parts, but it bugged me, and it's not a Jeff the Killer story, kind of, you know, just because yeah. of how different it is. Yeah. Granted, it's yeah. it's better than most of the other Jeff the Killer origin stories, but maybe that's because yeah. he's not a normal guy, and, the, and there's a supernatural safety blanket we have on this, but I don't know. Well, clearly it's Keith the Killer. In this <laughs> oh, yeah, c- clearly. I mean, honestly, I would. I think I would that more if it was turned out that like Keith was actually the one that was killing people. And again, he, this was just a, it was like either the the ghost of Jeff or like again another personality. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, overall, would... like this is still better than most Jeff stories because it's well written and because I did also like the chapter by chapter switch in perspective on the victims and all that. But it's not enough for me to just flat out recommend it over other origin stories, which I like honestly did enjoy. Yeah. Partially because of stuff like through 90% of this entire read, I'm like, how is Keith <laughs> Mr. Narrator Man that knows everything? Yeah. Was he stalking Jeff the entire time watching this happen? We we could have used like some kind of like re like hint or even like something to tell us the beginning, like how he was knowing this stuff or like how he was in the know of it. But yeah. 
I was honestly wondering, like, are we going to turn? Is this going to turn out that like Keith has been a ghost this whole time? <laughs> yeah, he was actually the first kill. He's not actually like, yeah. <laughs> that was that was his, that. yeah. That would actually been again. That would have been another interesting idea to go with. Mm-hmm. He's just like ghost writing all this. Yeah, it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen. So partial. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. <laughs> you are entitled to your opinion. <laughs> um so that'll be uh two recommendations and one partial recommendation um mm-hmm. if you like what you heard or if you didn't leave a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted uh we're all on twitter you can send us messages there mikey is at the east stands for evil the gamer yell is at the gamer yell but let that w at the end because the name is very long yeah and i'm at review cultist review cultist is also on blue sky um so at that moniker, I'm not just trying to, I'm not just not talking in the third person suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can also send us emails at al dente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon, select the back tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories and editors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, we that these stories that you write online and people edit it and and make uh make it less uh or make it more legible and such and and share it online for people to to read and and enjoy we really wouldn't have much of a show because we have nothing to talk about so thank you until next time i have been your host review cultist i'm mikey these stands for evil and i'm the gamer in yellow and this has been aldente rigamortis with the end of Jeffuary 2024. Sleep well, and for one last time, go to sleep. <laughs>